And it is another week. This is Andrew Wood, joined as always by pastor and friend Jason Hayes. Jason, we are inching ever so close to fall. We are. So are we going to spend the first segment this week talking about fall fashion like we did last week? I think the few listeners that we had left have officially departed. We So in hope to keep the new listeners that we have today, we probably need to avoid talking about fall fashion. We can talk that you shaved your face. We can talk about that because that is indeed a fact. What made you do that? I don't know. Yes. I don't know. So here's the scoop. It always for, happens. For listeners that don't know, I am follically challenged. On top of your head. On top of my head. Yes. So I, uh, I shave my head, or at least trim it very yeah. close. And there's just no, there's no new looks that one can yeah, yeah. have. You yeah. know, like certain guys. You like shave your eyebrows. Well, yeah, I was going to do the, you know, some of the, uh, like lightning bolts yeah. or something like that. That's yeah. the hip thing to do. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, so, so for men that have a full head of hair, like yourself, sure. yeah. uh, you can grow your hair a little bit longer. Yep. You can change your hairstyle. That's not, that's not an option for me. Yeah. And so for me, if I want to change my look a little bit, yep. it's going to most likely need to be connected to either fall fashions <laughs> or it's going to be connected to uh, facial hair. Yep. And so, as you know, I have defied logic for the large majority of the summer, as my yep. wife would tell me. Most people, if they're going to grow a pretty significant, yeah. you know, thick beard, they're going to do it in winter months. Sure. I, on the other hand, have gone with it. All summer long, yeah. like spring, early yep. spring, all summer long. And then just this week, I trimmed it down a bit, yep. okay? And then it was like two days after that, I was like, eh, my face isn't too horrendous. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was like, gave me a reminder that what my sure. face looked like. Yep. Uh, and I was like, eh, I can live with that. So I went ahead and just went all the way back. I did not... Straight razor, yeah, yeah. though. I was not ready to do that because that is every time I that's hard on every time face. I've done that, I regret it immediately. Really, immediately when I, sh- it's one thing to trim it with, right. with like no guard, right? But when you go razor, it is uh, every time, literally every time. I'm like, why is why that? did I do that? Is I don't it, know. Like, it's it just, a difference of. Uh, can we be honest? Yes, and please. Transparent for a yes, second, please. Okay, feels so, like our listeners are ready for that. So. Uh, growing up, my mom loved the show ER. Okay. You remember the show? Remember that show? Yes. George I, Clooney? I cannot okay. even begin to fathom where this is about to okay, go. Okay, so George right. Clooney became like a big deal because of ER and then became a big movie star. Right. Uh, George Clooney is the master of like a five o'clock shadow. Right. Okay, so if you ever see – now George Clooney now has a pretty substantial white beard, which I think is awesome. Yep. Uh, salt and pepper type beard. Uh, but I always, as a kid, I remember looking at him going, how does he do it? How does he keep the length at that? You know, cause in my mind it wasn't like, well, because you don't know when this was recorded, right? When the, when the show was recorded, but it seemed like he always kept it at a perfect length. That guy's shaving at the right yeah. day. How does always. he do that? Does he have some kind of trimmer that trims it at the exact length he wants? Uh, which they don't make those. Uh, not, not for what he has. Yeah. But I remember looking at that and going, man, that looks so much cooler than, 
uh, like all the way down to skin. Yes. And so every time I shave with a razor, I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not pulling it off. I'm, yeah. It's like, you kind of feel like the anti George Clooney. When yeah. So now when way. I have a little bit of scruff, I'm like, yeah, George would be proud. Yeah. Just to, just to go ahead and clarify, you're definitely not George Clooney. <laughs> that is a, just that is a, a true just, statement. Just to clarify. They would have never casted a redhead <laughs> in that position. <laughs> they would never, you know, what we need in this ER show is a redhead. Heartthrob right. doctor, right? Because they don't exist. Yeah. Whether they Carrot Top or, or Sean White, the, the snowboarder, you think they're gonna uh, cast them in that role? What was not. the longest your hair has ever been? My on top of my head. Yes, I've seen long beard. Yeah, the, the long longest hair? that it's ever been was probably right before, right around when Gavin was born in 2011. Uh, I had this like shaggy. Almost like a uh, Justin Bieber before he like cut like the Bieber shag like, like kind of Bama bangs. Yes, type I thing? have one hundred percent had that. Interesting. Yeah, uh, as a grown man. Wow. Uh, so so there's that. You don't see that as yeah, much. Yeah, you don't, and you shouldn't. Uh, but I did, and so that didn't last too awful long. I love it. Uh, but I love it. But yeah, now it's now it's trying to figure out. Uh, uh, how far back the hairline is just going to keep going. So I it have the, good. No, it you. looks fine. Thank you. It but it's, it's always, you know, it's always interesting to, we were just in uh, Aaron's hometown over the weekend for a barn sale, Lick Skillet Barn Sale. Uh, so there's a farm there in Livingston called Lick Skillet Barn. Which I uh, love. Yeah, it's awesome. And it, uh, it's a great place. The, the van really showed out because it rained and rained and rained and we parked in a field. And I just was like, uh, there was a bunch of cars and vehicles in that field, and nobody got stuck. And I thought, I can't be the only one. Yeah. Because my van's not four-wheel drive, yeah, but scary. it's rear-wheel drive, and it's light in the back. And I thought, if I get this thing stuck, and I'm the only one that what gets a, stuck, what a disappointment. they're going to immediately take my country boy card away. Correct. Uh, but I didn't get stuck, thankfully. Uh, but, but being there, you see all kinds of hairstyles and beards and no beards and uh, fall fashions. <laughs> It was, uh, you know, it was interesting. Where, where is your favorite, where's your favorite place to people watch? Oh man. Uh, I mean, it sounds like Lick Skillet is a pretty good option. Probably literally anywhere, but, uh, <laughs> Dollywood is probably top. Now, do we go to Dollywood or do we go Splash Country? <laughs> I try not to watch. Yeah, Splash country. country, it's just better to look away. <laughs> yeah, it's, when people are in bathing suits, it's best not to be, uh, make it appear that you're looking. <laughs> So Dollywood is the go-to. Okay. For sure. And, and I hope that I'm one of the people that people are watching. Like right. I hope I'm fitting, you know, I wear a fanny pack at Dollywood. I'm hoping people are like, look at that guy. Yeah. You know, uh, when I had Bama bangs, I'm sure people were like, look at, he's a little old to have yeah. bangs. Uh, so Dollywood probably is, is top of the list, but it's interesting while we were at the barn sale, uh, went really well that all I kept telling Aaron was like, man, this, this barn, like it's great. Look how much we could do in this barn if we had this barn and, um, but you know, in Knox, here's the difference between city and country. Okay. Are you ready for me. this? Yes, I'm, I'm okay. ready. And so, it feels like it's just kind of the difference between you and, and me. Yeah. But that's neither here nor So, there. so in the city, like when we have an event in Knoxville or a large city. Okay. Larger city and it rains, you can just pretty, you can be pretty confident nobody's coming. Okay. Okay. It's raining. We're not going to get out. We're, right. we're just not. We're going to stay in and, and be in. Uh, in a small town, there's nothing else to do at all. 
And they're used to, typically, they're just used to being outside. So when the weekend comes, rain or shine, they're, it's happening. They're coming. And it was the oddest thing. It was pouring down rain. And I looked at Aaron. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what this is going to be like. And people just kept coming. Some with umbrellas, some with not. Wow. And it was like, and we were under a roof because we were in a, like an open air barn. Okay. But, uh, but they they told us before because they were, we were like you know it's supposed to rain and they said you know the weird thing the last time it rained when we had this event it was like the more it rained the more people came and I was like well that's dumb there's no way that's going to be true and it was true wow and so some people were like well we were going to go to the the soccer game this morning but it got canceled oh yeah so we were already out so we thought we'd come to this or uh yeah it was raining but no big deal yep and and I they were just getting soaking wet. And they just kept coming. It was it was uh, really interesting to watch that part of it. Of oh, the rain isn't keeping like the field that people were parking in was nothing but mud, and people didn't care. <laughs> they were what, just pulling in. Was there anywhere on premises? Was there an actual skillet? No, that, not that I saw. Not that an individual or individuals were licking. Not that lick I saw. Skillet. Now I've heard I've heard the lick skillet phrase i don't even know where i heard it or what context right but feels like that could be dangerous but i don't know i don't know the i didn't ask uh the like where did that come from well i I think we know sure it's like you know uh right it was grandma grandma jane licked the skillet clean yeah and and so it's a it's a cattle farm is what this this particular is so maybe it's you know we we uh, put the meat on the skillet and then we lick it clean. Yeah. I, I can see where after you cook some bacon, you might want to sure uh, take care of that. So, but. so is this the part of the seg or part of the show where you ask me how my how my week? Yeah, been? how did your week go? Well, that's I that's really yeah. great of you to ask, Ben. So I have a I have a moment to to tell the people about. Okay, let's hear it. So um, on Friday. I went with a, a buddy who had been wanting me to go and check out uh, something that he's a part of. He's actually going to be developing a massive motorsports park wow. uh, up on the Cumberland Plateau. Yeah. And he's connected to development, but also all things um, racing as well. And so uh, he races himself. Uh, and he had been wanting me to go out and to just to check it out. I, I do a little bit of consulting for them uh, on the very little extra time. On no, racing. not so much you on consult racing. on the race or on the organizational <laughs> side of things. And uh, and so he's a great friend. And so I um, he had been wanting me to come out. And of course, you know, we've got a million things going on. And so I said, listen. What I'm going to do uh, is I'm going to indeed meet you at uh, the, or I'm going to, I'm going to join you uh, at a day at the track. Um, this particular week he was going to a place called Road Atlanta, um, but I thought what I'm going to do, you know, to really make sure that I redeem the time, uh, is I'm going to bring my middle son Henley. Sure. And so Henley and I went with my buddy, and we went to a place called Road Atlanta in Brazelton, Georgia, and um, I got in the vehicle the race car and went 180 oh, wow. oh my miles per hour around this track not driving you were a no, no 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 driving for me wow. uh 
Henley had the greatest day. What uh, type he, of car? What was it like? A so they actually NASCAR do these things called track car? days. Yeah. Okay, so on Saturdays and Sundays, they actually do racing. Um, but it's more based on time. But you yeah. do have like a heat, so you got like thirty or forty cars that are out there. But it's all connected to time. On this day, on track days, it's basically imagine being on a three mile go kart track. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you can just come on and come off whenever you want. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) And so there's, you know, you've got all the officials that are there that are waving flags. If there's an accident, you've got all of your emergency vehicles that are there and everything else. But it's basically you can come on. And so many guys will do like, you know, a 15-minute, 20-minute session. Sure. They'll come off. They'll rest for a while. They'll go back out after lunch or whatever it may be. So my buddy, he did four or five sessions, and I did two of those sessions with him. And so the morning was actually a Porsche day. Oh. So he actually has a couple of Porsches. Yeah. So he, we drove in the Porsche, one of them, and we went about 160 and you sit oh, real, you sit, sit real low into it. Yeah. Okay. And he's a great driver. Um, and then in the, and so I didn't ever really feel like a risk of my life. Yeah. I will say though, in that Porsche, even at a 160, after about 10 minutes, I was like, I'm going to throw up in my helmet. <laughs> I am going to, because you're not, it's not like just getting in, it's not like random Joe and Johnny just sure, getting in yeah. the car and making it go fast. I mean, you are locked in, full gear, radio, I yeah. mean, just like a race car type stuff. Yeah. And man, I, it's just as if you've been on a, the, 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 the launch of like a roller coaster. For 15 minutes straight. I yeah. mean, it's just nonstop. But all so much faster. Roller coasters so don't faster. go that fast. So yeah. much faster. And so then in the afternoon, he has a GT4, something oh boy, like yeah. that. And it went about 180. And bro, wow. Yeah. Wow. What a memory. Did what you roll a, the windows down and stick moment. your hand out? No. So <laughs> in actually in the Porsche, it legitimately had air conditioning. Okay. Wow. And so you have the windows up. Yeah, yeah. But uh in his GT, the windows are down. Sure, because it, it gets hot. Correct. And also, um, like, it has to be, if you have windows up, it has to be a certain type of window. And you got all that other stuff for yeah. safety, of course. But, man, you want to talk about a memory made. That sounds like you had more fun than I did. It wasn't lick skillet. Uh, it sounds like a lot better. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Speaking of a lot of fun, we're going to talk about a few important things here in just... Yep. A few moments. Join us when we come back. That's kind of like our song, Jason. I'm happy to be stuck with you. Now, now that I guess is a love song, but if I told my wife, yes, it's true. I'm happy to be to be stuck, stuck with, with you. you. I mean, you know. I don't know if that would actually play as well. I mean, I'm pretty you know, like, confident it would not play. Yeah, like I mean, I feel okay about the hey, yes, it's true. I'm so happy to be with yeah, you. Sure. To be stuck with you. Yeah, this is it. Feels like. Yeah. Huh. Speaking of this week, Thursday, the 23rd. Tomorrow. Yeah, 15 years Woo! of marriage with my wife. Man, oh me! Fifteen years. Do you all have big plans? Uh, we're going. Uh, we're refinancing our house. That's closing day. Yes. Um, maybe a little lunch after. uh, after. We're gonna do that late afternoon, and then we're. I guess we'll go eat supper somewhere. 
So I don't know, probably something nice like a Sonic. I don't know. Red Lobster. Yeah, maybe maybe those biscuits. Those cheddar biscuits. Now, I want you to know that we have discovered at the Hayes home that you can actually buy. Yeah, I know. We have you to. Can, you can buy it. You know, like buy the whatever. Maybe and you make the it. It tastes just it. like it. And it truly does taste Yeah, we had like some it. the other day. I will say, though, if you have any leftovers and you put them in the fridge and you want to eat them the next day, not the same. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, no. No, it's like don't do it. Uh, but they're good. No, I don't know where we'll go. We're, we haven't really decided, but. Well, congratulations, uh, either yeah, way. 15 years. It's Man, crazy. on me. I hope you go with a, go, go ahead and get you an extra large blizzard at, uh, at Dairy Queen. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. awesome. It'll be, uh, uh, well, it'll, it'll be fun. So yeah, 15 years of marriage and, uh, you know, at least, at least two more after that. You know, Stop we'll see, it. we'll see. Stop, Stop it. <laughs> That is not I true. heard something the other day. They were that like, what about wedding conjure? It was the most secular, non-gospel discussion on marriage I've ever heard. It wasn't by uh, gospel people. But they were like, you know, marriage contracts. So it's like you renew after every. I was like, that is not what. It's supposed to be a not, covenant, not the contract. Yeah, that's like you were, you, were, you were literally arguing the, the point. Of why it should be a covenant. <laughs> That's correct. They're like, no, no. I mean, these are dudes that are married talking uh, to each other on on a podcast going, I think that's a good idea. I'm like, your wife may or may not be listening, but what do you mean you think that's a good idea? Yeah, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, we'll idea. just renew. After 10 years, we'll look at the documents and see where we are. Oh, like, wow. I don't think that's what All we right, should do. All right, so today, as we begin to get into a few things that have hit, uh, yeah. kind of hit the, the cultural landscape boy, oh boy. over the last few weeks, or last few days, I should say, what stands out to you most? Yeah, what we saw, uh, and, and from a, from a complete political, so, so if I can take away my, uh, opinion for a second and just from a complete political optic standpoint what we saw last friday was one of the excuse me one of the most orchestrated friday news dumps you've ever seen so go ahead and tell the listeners what happened if they missed it and so on friday late friday uh, the New York Times already had this info and, and they've been running with it, which I think is why the administration finally had to, had to say something. But if you'll, if you'll recall, we had a bombing in Afghanistan at the airport. We lost 13 soldiers, one of those being from here in East Tennessee in, in, in Corrington, uh, went to Gibbs High School. And then a day or two later, we had a drone strike that the president, that the, the whole administration was touting as we got the guy. ISIS K, we hit them. They they were in a car. We blew them up, and uh, we know for a fact it was ISIS K. I mean, everybody was in front of every camera, every press conference, saying it was ISIS K. We got them, and so I was like, "Wow, that was quick," uh, because I was calling for, "Hey, we need to respond," and and so we responded with the drone, and and also it it looked at the the president has been talking about over the horizon, meaning we have i'm sorry i just got distracted when you said i was calling for yeah i mean like, like they were your, listening in, to like me like in your press conference uh, i mean i was calling for it my, i told my publicist to call for it I'm so sorry. Uh, and so and so we we had this we you know they they call it over the horizon we're not going to have people on the ground right. but but because of technology we can uh we can keep ourselves secure and we can do things over the horizon by by our intel well, then the New York Times about a week and a half ago came out and was like, hey, we've been investigating 
the drone strike. We've talked to tons of people on the ground. We have security footage of the guy that we we stro we actually blew up. Uh, it appears as if he was not ISIS K. He was actually doing humanitarian work. He had partnered with Americans in the past. Uh, and, and what they said was he was filling up gasoline cans and putting in the car was actually water that he was delivering all over the city. And, and he also was, was driving people to and from where they needed to go. That was what he does every day. And they were told 10 people were killed in the strike, seven being children. And those seven children actually ran out of the house to the car because they were excited that their dad and uncle was home. Mm-hmm. And so I read that from the New York Times and I was like, well, that's not good. But the administration is still not saying nothing. Late on Friday afternoon, administration comes out and says, so uh, the drone strike that we believe got ISIS-K actually did not. It killed 10 civilians, seven being children. Uh, we're deeply sorry. There, There's going to be no discipline toward those that, that made this decision. And the fact that, that they said this really blows me away. They said, uh, we still trust the intel that we received. Although the intel that they received ultimately ended the life yeah. of 10 civilians. And, and to be very clear, let, let, let us be very, very clear. Listen, we, we don't think in any fashion someone on any side of any party, you know, was hoping sure, that, no. that, that kids were killed, hoping that they were going to have a failed mission. Yeah. Everyone's disappointed about it. I do think there is something notable about just really an unfortunate kind of lack of acknowledgement uh, or, or maybe uh, kind of embracing a responsibility of it. That's hard, especially when you see it on as a Friday news dump. Well, it's a, it's that. It's the uh, – and again, going to optics. And this is like just straight optics. It's the same thing back when – Right after 9-11 or, you know, in the months following or in the years following, they, they made a, a lot of folks were like, oh, the president's golfing again. Or when Obama was in office, there was a lot of talk about vacationing and golfing. The Friday news dump happens and there's no, uh, more press conferences because the president had to get to his beach vacation. And then over the weekend, there's video of him riding a bike with his wife while all of this is going on. And then, and then on top of that, Friday, we found out that uh, down in Texas or at the border, there's 15,000 uh, folks that have crossed the border illegally, most being Haitian, that are literally under the underpass with very little. Uh, so regardless of the way you feel about uh, people coming over illegally, once they're there, there's like there's no bathrooms, there's no food there. Right. It's hot. That's a humanitarian crisis there right. at the underpass at the border. And then. Uh, then there was video over the weekend of just hundreds of people crossing, uh, the water yeah, over the that. border. And it's like, Hey, maybe don't go to the beach this weekend. I don't know. I, yeah. you know, it just from an optic standpoint, not great. And, um, and then on top of that, you have the news that, uh, some of the treatment that they have that seems to be working for COVID-19. The, the federal government said is is it's the monoclonal antibodies or, or right. I'm sure I'm not saying that right, but they said look we we have it available and so we're going to send it where it's needed. Well, right now Florida's having a surge, uh, Texas is having a surge, and so they've gotten quite a bit of that. Well, then all of a sudden the next day they're like oh we're going to pull back some of that, and Florida's like well but we need it. 
well, we need to be equitable. And it's, and so now it appears as if you're, you're playing politics with people's health. And, and so it just, it's a, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. good. And, and, and to have all of that come out on Friday afternoon is, is really unfortunate in, yeah. in my estimation of just, Hey, we, we want to be transparent. We want to have the news. We want to know what's going on. And if you're, if you're seeking to have people trust you, this doesn't help in that arena, in my estimation. But yeah, we'll talk more when we come back. So yeah, as the, as we look back at what happened over the, I guess, late Friday, uh, you know, politicians on both sides of the aisle. This isn't just a Democrat thing or Republican thing. Uh, they have mastered the Friday afternoon news dump. Oh yeah. And, and, and it, they do it because, hey, it's late Friday. You know, a lot of the reporters are wanting to get home. The journalists are wanting to get home. Uh, and, and it's going into the weekend. A lot of people are busy. So they're not really going to pay much attention to it. And it's like, I think the Friday's news dump probably worked better before social media. Right. Because, you know, we might see it in the Sunday paper, but nowadays we have social media. So it's like, well, you know, we, we're going to, we're going to see it. And and while we're very quick to say that not everyone is a journalist, many people are what we would call a reporter. Oh, you know, for sure. I mean, yeah. So in other words, as soon as they see something, they're going to make sure. Well, that I, it sent gets distributed the, I sent the article yeah. to you to multiple people. Well, I mean, as you uh, clearly had said I earlier, mean, I was I, you had you had called for I, I was you had calling for, for you had called for a response. Yeah, already. and I don't understand why they haven't responded <laughs> to me. You don't, uh, you don't understand why they responded to your call for a response. Exactly. And it makes interesting. I'm still working on that. <laughs> um, and so, and, and I think it's a, it's an interesting thing. We, what we've done is, uh, what social media has done is made everybody a researcher. I mean, how many people do you have tell you, I've done my research? Oh yeah. And they're like not researchers. Right. Or, or, you know, the people that should be, should right. be researching anything. Uh, but because we have access to literally everything on our on our phones, I mean, it's like no, I've I've read it, well, I've read that study, I've I looked at that study. I think there's at times a innate trust, and, and I want to be very quick, so I, I'm going to say something here that could be uh, could could be misunderstood. So okay. so I want to be really careful here. Uh, one is I take the responsibility, um, or I, I take a, a, a heavy responsibility and feel a heavy responsibility associated with the platform that I have. Mm-hmm. Meaning as a pastor, um, I'm given the opportunity to, to teach people week in and week out. And, uh, and, and so with that, I, I feel a weight. I feel a weight to be prepared. I feel a weight and a, and a, and a, an appropriate burden to be, to be accurate and to be biblical and things of that sort. And one of the reasons that I feel that is because I, I think there's also a, a certain trust that has maybe been earned uh, in many ways, but also maybe some trust that is just been given because of the role that I carry as a pastor. And, and the truth is um, there are moments that I would imagine I could stand on the platform on a Sunday morning and I could say certain things if I said it right. And with enough conviction and enough passion that people would say, okay, 
Yep. You know, and, 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 and I think that they would flag certain things, you know, but if I misspeak on something with enough conviction and enough passion, it very well may get passed. It yeah. may just get by. It may do no harm. Or it could also be embraced. It could be received. It could be, it could be echoed and, and shared with others. Yep. And so that's why we as pastors and for someone like you who speaks on pulpits and platforms and all kinds of events and conferences, we have to be really careful of that. That same stand, standard in mindfulness is not always held to when it comes to just average person right. reporting news. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't feel quite the same. Uh, but when you talk about a Friday news dump, I mean, many of those people who who are professionals are sure. walking away. Um, those that may or may not be professionals, but since some call towards responsibility yeah. or some call towards getting the word out, they're going to go. And yep. so it's a, it's a different day. Well, and, and, and I'll even say this to speak toward that. We, since we were out of town this weekend, we went to, uh, my father-in-law's church, which is a, uh, I was, I was telling Aaron yesterday, it, it is literally you walk in the door and it is like you step back into time. I mean, are we talking like it is a 2000? Oh no. Or are we talking oh, like 1950? No. no, like Ma and Paul. Yeah. I mean, country church. Right. And, and, uh, and there's a sense of nostalgia there of it's a small, very small gathering. Um, and, uh, and so, but, but the, the, the pastor was, I, I don't know if he does this every Sunday, but he was kind of just walking through because a lot of the folks in that room don't have smartphones. Right. And, and he even made a comment of like a lot of folks think we're backward or ignorant because we're in the country. Uh, and that's not true, but he was, he was running down as he was talking about, uh, things to, to know and be aware of and pay attention to. He just kind of went through a couple headlines of things mm-hmm. that are going on around the country and around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't get overly political. Uh, just was like, these are things that have happened. And, and, you know, this is why I stopped watching the news as much because it just seems like negative, negative, sure. negative. But he, he mentioned one headline about a, uh, a situation that occurred in New York with some people from Texas about a, a vaccine passport and they ended up beating up the, the hostess. And there's so much more context there that was not shared that, I mean, to the point I leaned over to Aaron and was like giving her context of what exactly happened right. and, and right. who was involved. And it's not just some Texans versus New Yorkers. It's right. so much deeper than that. Because it, when you hear Texas versus New Yorkers, you immediately put a picture in your mind. Sure. That is not the picture. I can promise you. Go read the article. It is not the picture that you're going to be thinking about immediately. And so even that little – he was just given kind of a headline look at it. And I know for a fact there's people in that room that are like, yeah, Texans versus New York. You know, it makes sense. South versus North. That is not the story. And that's not his fault. He didn't have to read the whole article to people. But in, even in that little moment, I felt like, man, context really matters yeah. here and there's not enough context. And so, and so when, when you do that, especially from a, a platform, it, it's, it's a difficult thing because you are gonna, you've, you've built a certain level of trust right. with people. And, and so we're just gonna take your word for it. Yep. And I don't have to do much more than that. I'm gonna take your word for what you said and then I'm gonna leave and I'm gonna share that with somebody else. So when we when we look at and maybe this is kind of where we land today, when we look at um you know, maybe last Friday's events, uh we look about the responsibility we have to be honest, yep. to be forthright. 
Um, and yet we also then look at kind of the other side of the equation of our responsibility in listening well, reading details, paying attention to things that are really happening and not just kind of taking everyone's word for it. Uh, what, what lessons are to be drawn out of, out of kind of, uh, you know, the, 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 the events of the past week, uh, whether from the perspective of us as a communicator, uh, that has a message, uh, or for those that are listening to a message. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think scripture is clear on that. We, we slow to speak, slow to anger. I mean, when, when yeah. I saw some of the news come out on Friday, I was telling you off air, like Aaron was like, you have to calm down. Well, you were at the barn and sale. And I was at the barn sale and I was talking <laughs> loud because that's what I do. And, uh, it doesn't, it's not, you weren't helping sell is no, what you were saying. No, anybody that, you know, anybody that came up was like, do you see the news? You believe, you know, and, and they're like, Aaron, I, just, I just wanted to ask about how much I this just, basket costs. Yeah, yeah, I just want to buy some home decor, sir. <laughs> like you need to stop. Um, and, and so, Sometimes, I, obviously, I struggle with the slow to anger. I certainly sl- struggle with slow to speak because I want to know. I want everybody to know my opinion. Yeah. And social media has made it almost impossible because all we got to do is pull our phone out and boom, and then we immediately get a response. Are they liking it? Are they commenting? Or right. Did I make them angry because I wanted to make them angry? Yeah. Or did I? I wanted make them, to make a statement. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it, it. But but I think when I see things like that. I'm like, okay, is, is this the time to, it's the same thing with, you know, if you saw AOC from New York, she yep. wore a dress that yep. said tax the rich. Yep. And, and my dad brought that up to me the other day and I was like, look, dad, okay. daddy, uh, she won because guess what everyone is talking about? Yes, today? exactly right. And every conservative outlet is talking about her. Which, which if you and just, her dress. if you just stop and pause. And just, just to, just to stop and to think. Okay. So I am discussing, of course, we just this last Sunday had, what was it? The Emmys or we had, right, a, we yeah, had, you know, yeah. and so, you know, you got like, uh, all this kind of black tie affair right, or, right. Or, or, or whatever it may be, uh, you know, people making their fashion statements, but you're like, just the craziness it's of insane. like, of like, yeah. <laughs> like your dad in Cornersville is talking about, about the Met Gala about in New York <laughs> Met Gala and her and, and a politician's Dress a of a lady that he's never met, never will meet. A lady that won an election by getting twenty thousand votes. Yes, yes. And my dad, who milks cows twice a day, <laughs> knows her. <laughs> that is where we are. And and my dad doesn't have social media. Oh, I love it. I and so the it. fact that my dad is talking, my dad, a dairy farmer that has pants older than me, <laughs> and t-shirts older than me. Is talking about something that happened. How does at the that Met conversation Gala. start? I want to know, like, how does the, what's the lead in? Oh, well, the lead in like, every you, phone you call. You see her dress? What is Every it? phone call is, well, that's how my dad starts every <laughs> phone call. And it's, well, did you see oh, what this. Biden said? Did you I see AOC's it. dress? And I was like, daddy, stop. That She, she did exactly what she we're, wanted to we're do. We're not going to have a discussion. And about I'm not AOC's talking about, dress. I'm, I, and I for sure is not talking about to my dad, the dairy farmer, about fashion. And the Met Gala. Did now and, I do need to know. I do need you to know in in terms of our influence because you could have influenced him on on fashion. I could have. Uh, yeah. Uh, it needs to be known that that we actually had uh, a, a friend of mine visited. Uh, that they they live a little bit out of our our uh, kind of West Knoxville area, and so uh, drove in. 
visits with church or for, for you know for church yeah. uh, uh on this past Sunday and uh and I didn't get a chance to say hello to him but he he sent me a message or maybe I can't remember we we communicated the yeah. email and his statement was I was just being really intent to make sure my sleeves were rolled <laughs> all the way up to my elbows. There you go. And I said, good for you, sir. Good, good. good it. for you. know you. what? And, and the point of this show is to make a difference in lives. Right. Uh, for eternity. We've talked about speech. And, We've talked about uh, life, love, and now we talk about And, and so if we can make a difference fashion. in someone's life yeah. in, in fashion yeah. sense, I mean, that's We've a done win. It. We've done it. <laughs> that's a win. <laughs> we'll be back. That's such a good song. When I when I played country radio, between eleven and two, we went to classic rock, and I played this song so much. Really? Yeah. In small towns, a lot of the country stations, for whatever reason, during lunchtime do classic rock, and so uh, I played a lot of them, a lot of Skinner. Uh, it was good. It was a good time. So this past Saturday, I uh, I had the unique pleasure of uh, driving to Cookville. Okay, okay. Dro- drove all the way to Cookville. Man, I was over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I drove all the way to Cookville, and, and we've talked about you know it was raining. Yeah, it was raining. Uh, raining real hard. Yep. Raining real hard the whole way. And I was going there for a soccer game. Oh, Kept thinking to myself, I mean, really, like, like. I mean, I understand that you can certainly play soccer in the rain, sure. but not if the field is underwater. Right, that, right. that becomes difficult. Or if there's lightning. And I was driving through conditions that felt like yeah. both of those were a possibility. Made it all to Cookville. Parked in the parking lot. 60 seconds later, game oh, no. canceled. That stinks. Yep, solid. But, but, got a little bit of time. My dad rode with me. Okay. So I got to spend some time with my dad. Obviously, our younger son, who yeah. was playing. My younger son was... Uh, uh, was playing and so good son, grandson or, you know, grandfather time. It was, it was good. But the Tennessee game was yep. on and I was trying to listen to it, which is the great irony. We were playing Tennessee Tech. Yes. I was driving from here. Knoxville yep. to Cookville yep. and was struggling to find it on the radio. Yeah. It was kind of like in between, you know, sure. like you have the Vol network that's picked up by all right, kinds of right. different, you know, it's in syndication and all that other stuff. So I was kind of like, Moving every time I drove a little bit further down the road back yeah. towards Knoxville, I would have to switch around. And I will say, uh, listen to some classic rock along the way. Come on. Uh, a few moments, kind of like halftime. I don't need to hear all that classic rock. Yeah. It was good. It was good. You know, I don't, because I was at the barn sale, didn't watch the game. I don't even know the score. Uh, we won by a lot. I mean, I'm assuming we won. It was like 56 yeah, yeah. to zero or something uh, like that. You know, it's interesting. And we still didn't play very great. Yeah. Well, that. You know, yeah. par for the course. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so it's interesting to see uh, what the football season is going to be. We saw some glimpses last week of some good and some bad uh, quarterbacks. Some people got hurt, which isn't isn't great. Uh, but but then then we get Tennessee Tech, kind of a hey, this this should be yeah. one we win big. Yeah. Now we play Florida, who who went, almost beat Bama, went toe to toe with Alabama. Yeah. So it should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was definitely a little disconcerting as well as that the, you know, the one loss we have was to Pitt. Yeah. And, uh, Pitt got hammered. Yeah. By like Central Michigan. Of course they did. This week. You know, it's interesting. So you're like, ah, I was sitting, I was sitting with my father-in-law, uh, cause he's the type. I, I mainly just watch Tennessee football 
and that's it. Okay. Uh, but my father-in-law is the type that that's his first, but he'll watch football all day long. Okay. He'll on Saturdays. It doesn't matter who's playing. He's going to watch it. So Saturday night we're flipping through the rodeo. Oh. Uh, which is always I watch more rodeo at his house than anywhere. And then we're flipping back and forth to Georgia, the Georgia game, which wasn't really a game against South Carolina, and then Penn State uh, uh, and Auburn. That was a good game. So we're flipping back and forth. But what I noticed in watching those games is uh, just how smooth every other team is in terms of the way they play. And when you and the decisions, team, you not not Tennessee. yeah, and the decisions that they make and the throws that they make and the the way they see the hole and. I just I haven't felt like that in a long time about us. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, it's it's which is why I don't watch other teams play. Yeah. Because it I watch other teams and I go, I don't this doesn't make me feel good. Hi, uh I was at um uh a so so Hyatt's game got canceled yeah. Saturday, but he did play Sunday. Okay. okay? And uh he right here in town, played at US Cellular, the gate was was locked. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I guess one of the park folks had, had kind of missed their their miscommunication, yeah. and maybe the the right. So you called been, the the mayor, not, and he's fired. I did not, I did not do fired. that. Um, yeah. But there was like one little place that um, you could slide through. Oh, like you could kind of slide through. Now you can't park there. Sure, but it's clearly car. But I mean, it's 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 thin. Okay, yeah, but you yeah. can kind of slide through. I I could have gotten myself through mm-hmm. alone. But I was also attempting to carry a couple chairs, sure. and then I had like a coke in my hand yeah. and some of this stuff. And and in short, basically, I kind of got quasi stuck, oh, no. like trying to slide through. I mean, not like I couldn't get out, but I had to basically just drop the chairs. Yeah, I had to make like a couple little trips through. It feels a little bit like that's a picture of our offense. Yes, you know, like we're never just hitting the gap smoothly. Yeah, yeah. We're never just kind of filling that hole smoothly. You're just kind of getting stuck a little bit. Yeah, it's just a uh, – and what do I know? I mean, I, I've, I've made a lot of calls Yeah, uh, yeah for exactly, a lot of yeah. things. Yeah, you made a call. So they're, still, to... they're surely not going to listen to me over at, <laughs> on campus. If the president's not listening to me on what to do in Afghanistan, uh, what are we, Why I mean, on earth what are we doing? Think, yeah. you know, so I'm going to stop making those calls. That's probably, probably a good yeah, choice. Just, probably good. just for the betterment of all of us. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of things that will be good for you, all of us, hopefully – You'll join us back here next week. We'll see you soon. See you.